Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Welcome back to the Bachelor Podcast, or should we call it Listen to Your Heart? Because we got a little bit of that this week. Uh, welcome back once again to Katie Wait, Hello, Katie. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Listen to Your Heart Week on The Bachelorette. Brought to you by Listen to Your Heart Season 2. That's right. So we got one of the weirder dates, which was really sort of a three-in-one, because it was a group date to the one-on-one to a group date. Yes. They made it seem like they were all separate occasions, like the group date to earn the one-on-one time, and then a brand new group date, even though the second group date was the exact same people from the first group date, minus the person that won the original group date, if you're still following along. I had to go back and I was like, wasn't, weren't they just on that other date? It was very confusing. You know, they, they get themselves on a group date and they all have to write songs for Tasha. And what would, what would be your like one to 10 level of impressed by how these guys did with their songs? Uh, 1.5. <laughs> wow. Tough crowd. Maybe two. <laughs> Maybe two. Okay. Well, you only had three of them that even tried instruments. And in, what, in what other world, though, would you get Bennett to rap? So maybe I'll go up to a four. <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, it was mostly just rapping and spoken word. There wasn't much actual singing. It was funny because the, after they, a few people started going, and Ken, Kenny was like, oh, wow, like people are rhyming. <laughs> exactly. Have you never heard a song before? I'm concerned a little bit about your boy bands and probably explains a lot why none of us have ever heard of his boy bands. Why it's a tribute band. The most impressive, at least to, to Tasha, was Ivan, who went the spoken word route, brought her up close to him and did the, did the kiss on the hand. I think the presentation got her more than the actual song did. Yeah, he really... He, you stepped out in this episode like he, he was one of those at least for me like always in the background type guy since the beginning and he he's finally like actually going after her and is really into her and he's definitely a front runner in my mind incredible how ever since we got rid of claire the season has looked you know we've said it before but much more like it's supposed to whereas each week somebody gets a chance to show you you know how they maybe could be the right fit and as opposed to, okay, well, it's just one person at the beginning and the rest of them, who cares? You know, whether it was Brandon, uh, you know, connecting with her on a different level and, 
you're thinking, oh, wow, okay, this is clearly the front runner. Yeah. And then Ivan has this date with her, and you're like, oh, no, this this is clearly the front runner. I mean, it's yeah, amazing. Then you, when... see, then you see Zach another time, and you're like, oh, I actually like her with Zach, too. It's it's all these different guys just finally coming out of their shell for Tasia because they're finally feeling, I think, appreciated for being there. Ivan gets the one-on-one, and which is private time in her suite. I mean, Ooh. yeah, exactly. But what that actually means, because uh, when he gets there and she says, oh, we're on our room service, but the phone is in the bedroom. And I'm thinking, I know, good I for like, you. Wait a second. <laughs> good for you. I mean, take the bull by the horns. Yeah, just jumping right in here. But instead, it was actually so that they could play Floor is Lava. Which is awesome. Yes, obviously. And then that turns into a pillow fight, which with conveniently open pillows so that it's basically a, a feather bomb. Yeah. I, and, I honestly like, I'm kind of liking these low budget dates because they're so much more realistic. And I know a lot of people watch it because they don't want it to be realistic, <laughs> but they're actually, you know, making more people relate to all these situations by just being, oh, what can we do while we're alone in this room or in this villa or even in this part of the resort? Like, go in the pool and like all this stuff that they'd probably take helicopter rides to another resort or another country or something. It's, I mean, at sometimes it's kind of like, oh my gosh, you're still in the same place like every week, but they're actually doing a pretty good idea, pretty good job with this. And it's definitely making it more realistic for the viewers. Yeah. And I think if we don't have them all in one place, don't get the conversation i think between the two of them where they can just you know since there are no bells and whistles just them sitting together talking one-on-one outside where they end up tackling the you know black lives matter and george floyd and having a real conversation which we never really get on this show yeah never i think honestly she was even taken aback a little bit about how real the conversation was when um I think the question what he asked her was, you know, how did these, all this, all these things this year in 2020, like affect you, you know, as a woman this year. And I think she was kind of like taken aback, like, oh, wow, this, like, we're actually having a real conversation, which wasn't a bad thing, but she was just like, oh, wow, like this is a bachelorette. Like you're just supposed to like ask me what I'm looking for, you know? It's th- these were like real questions and it was an actual conversation and we never get to see these people just talk. Never. And, you know, it's one of those deals where, um, you know, I know that Nick and Rachel had talked about how they went on a date like the day after the 2016 election. And the producers basically told them they were overseas, but they obviously know what's happening. And they basically told them, yeah, don't don't talk about that at all. And they ended up taking, I guess, talking about it sort of in their off camera time. If this is a normal season, maybe that's what happens here. And they're like, guys, just let's keep it fun and light. Yeah, it was it was definitely she she was taken aback by it, but again, like not in a bad way. It was it was good to open it up to, like, oh, these are conversations you're supposed to have when you're dating and crazy things like that. I mean, maybe we don't get a Garrett and a Becca, if they can sit down and have a conversation about 
there you go. about real world things because I think just them sitting there having an open conversation was, I mean, maybe the best one-on-one -on -one time we've seen certainly this season, but in really in a while. In a long time. Yeah, for sure. Then it gave us one of the best pictures ever, which was this massive mountain of ice cream. So much ice cream. Oh my God. You want to talk about relatable. And they got to eat it. Yeah. We actually saw eating, not even just, you know, we saw some real food being eaten, but then to, to dig into the ice cream, I, I've never related to a part of this show more than them just digging into this Sunday. And not a surprise that he got the rose there. Although the, oh, the one other thing that popped out to me that I had here was Ivan's father apparently could be Tasha's father's father. Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have mentioned that or joked about that, but. It kind of made it a little weird, a little weird moment, but um, they do have, you know, they have a lot in common. Um, but yeah, I probably would have would have left that little yeah. bit out. Except they both right. Funny. So I guess it worked. You know, another group date, which is really just the same date. Yeah, I'm not sure why they repackaged it as a different date. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, date card and all, but they got a, a truth or dare situation. Yeah, we got to see Becca and Sydney come back. They were allowed in the bubble. They had, what is it, three, four different dares before we got the truths, which were smoothies, again, challenge-esque. It's almost as if they're, they're stealing things from MTV. Mm -hmm. um, Chris's Herbie Hancock, he had to get uh, an autograph from Chris in a place that, you know, the sun don't shine. Yeah. They had to give their best sex noises, to put it nicely, over uh, sort of the intercom. The then they had to do a pepper proposal. Can you imagine being the other guys, though, like just sitting by the pool? And then those noises just like, they were definitely like, what, what is happening? Yeah, I mean, those were, I would say that, I think the date was funny. But then to see the guys hearing it in real time just took it to another level. They were just looking around. They, they really had no idea. <laughs> that would have just been the funniest thing to see in here if you were just laying by the pool. Yeah, and then we got the truth portion of it at the after party where, you know, the guys were sort of asked. It seemed like probably the same questions. I think they just cut it up differently so that we heard different answers. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that... That night, actually, I think just went so smoothly. Um, I was waiting for, you know, someone to say something or someone to mess up on something. Um, but every it went smoothly and everyone, you know, really got a good conversation in. And she seemed very impressed by everyone she talked to. Yeah, I thought we might get that moment when Damar said, well, I don't want to get divorced. That's my biggest fear. Mm -hmm. And... I, you know, obviously it is public information that she got divorced, but um, if he's like me and forgot about it, um, again, it's what happened. So it's not as if he's trying to insult her or whatever, but I thought right. that might be a situation like, oh, well, I was divorced. So right. what are you saying about me? That would have um, been, a, that would, that's what Claire would have said. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's accurate. You know, Zach sort of explained away why he's so quiet all the time as he says, well, it's just because I'm nervous. Mm -hmm. And you make me nervous. Um, so it's not, I don't think it's a red flag. I'm not trying to hide anything. It's just, you sort yeah, of get me tongue tied. He's kind of just taking, he's taking it all in too. He's processing it. I don't think he, you know, he probably didn't expect to feel the way that he's feeling. And um, 
she definitely, she was okay with it. She's like, you know, I kind of like that you're nervous around me. Um, and plus he got his conversation in the hot tub. So <laughs> the hot tub and looking at the stars. That helps too. <laughs> and so not a surprise that he took home the rose as the only one that got to make out in the hot tub. Yeah. And a little surprise like we haven't. It's one of our first hot tubs. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, Where have all the hot tubs been? I mean, when you have a place everywhere you look is pools or hot tubs. do this on every low budget date. <laughs> So it's shocking that, you know, on normal seasons, when they're not just staying at resorts, we see hot tubs everywhere. I mean, they put hot tubs in the middle of, you know, desert. huge, yeah, in the middle of desert, empty fields, everything. Uh, it's rare that we see them on Claire or Tasha's date, which is a little surprising. Maybe a lot of them are, are coming up, so <laughs> they, needed to, they needed to space them out a bit. They're they're backloading the episodes. I understand. Yeah. That leads us to Bachelor After Dark or Bachelorette After Dark. I think you just need to say Ed. I don't want to put this all on Ed because I have a feeling that um, a very smart producer may have had a hand or two in this. Oh, 100%. But it was brilliant. <laughs> you know, they, they make us believe that they're um, both Ben and Ed are heading over to Tasha's room and there's going to be this awkward confrontation because they both are going over there until, and, oh, Ed is at Chris Harrison's <laughs> door. He's like, hello? <laughs> um, which Chris said it was 2.30. More like 9.30. <laughs> yeah, he looked pretty awake for 2.30 in the morning. And um, say what you will about Ed, we have and we will, but... For him to think it's okay to go to anyone's room at 2.30. Yeah. I'm going to say it probably wasn't 2.30. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Tasia would be sleeping at 2.30 if it was, you know, both at the same time. Happening. Oh, totally. Like, there's no way that Ed was, or uh, Ben was over at her place at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, I don't think so. It's not a very, it's not a very Ben move. Yeah, although I did notice um, we were watching and the the clock in the bedroom on the the one-on-one -on -one portion of the date it's at 11 30. Mm. that's a so i mean i guess if things are going super late maybe but 2 30 just yeah. seems a little ridiculous yeah and be like come back tomorrow <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this in the morning or with a real morning not 2 30 morning and so ben and chris just sit down he invites him in they have you know a glass of wine which in silence how you make like the answer to how do you make a, a weird situation weirder? Yeah, let's share some wine. I think I think I saw some 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 post or some tweet, and it was like I think Ed's the first person that went for a one on one with Chris Harrison, which how or like tried to get a one on one with Chris Harrison and succeeded or something. Yeah, it took way too long. I mean, how can we be into season you know sixteen of The Bachelorette and and way more of The Bachelor where? where we haven't had somebody wanting to sit down with Chris Harrison. I mean, exactly. he's the number two star on every single season. And in some seasons, the number one star, let's be clear. Oh, yeah. Quite a few. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if you saw the clip after the credits uh, or during the credits. They, they showed the bonus footage mm -hmm. from Chris and Ed, which um, I don't know if it was totally really bonusy, but they did actually have a conversation Mm -hmm. And it was Ed 
saying that the guys didn't like that Chris just would walk in. Said the first time he knocked on the door, but now he just, they find it a little weird that he just feels comfortable walking in without knocking. Oh, oh Ed, he's, he's, uh, he's something. Yeah, I'm hoping somebody quickly tells him, like, listen, if Chris Harrison wants to walk in without knocking, Chris Harrison's going to walk he in without knocking. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. This is Chris Harrison's world. We're all just living in it. Yeah, no producer's going to tell him what to do. Um, but, but speaking of producers telling people what to do, uh, while Ed was wandering around, we assume maybe at the same time, um, Ben decided to go over and actually visit Tasha. Mm-hmm. Didn't get lost on the on the hotel grounds. Did not. It was it was a success. Yeah, and he wanted to apologize for you know that that awkward moment they had. And was like, "Oh, can I talk to you?" And he's like, "The night's over, Ben." <laughs> I do have to. Say, I'm not. I'm not like dissing Tasha in any way, but like it was one conversation. I don't know. If, this was a little bit dramatic, I think, but. I mean, it's not like he would never talk to her and, you know, tried to do that whole thing. And he, she said the night's over. Like, it was just that one night. And technically, she could have taken him away to talk. But, um, <laughs> but I, I mean, it was just one conversation he missed. I didn't think it had to be, like, this big of a deal. But he definitely made up for it. And she seems completely fine with Ben now. And you know why? Because they got champagne? Oh. Well, that's part one of it. But part two is because he showed up for her. Showed up. And showed I was hoping, oh my God, I was hoping that we were done with it and that Claire took it with her to South Dakota. But nope. here it is. Not only did did it start there, but then it just kept popping up. It's almost like one of those, like, once it's out of, like, once the genie's out of the bottle, it's just going crazy. You just can't stop saying it. No. And so I think the interesting part about that whole situation is that Ben never told the other guys that he went over there. Yeah. And I think that speaks volumes about how Ben is because he easily could have, you know, bet in the morning been like, oh, well, I had time with Tasia last night. I went over, we had champagne, we talked, blah, blah, blah. And I think you know, a, a number of guys in the house, if it were them, they would do the same thing. They would do that. Um, but I thought it was very big of him to just keep it to himself. And um, I was surprised that he did. Not I'm not surprised, but I think we just don't know too much about Ben yet. Because he's one of those, you know, those guys that are kind of still fighting for the attention with Tasia. But um, yeah, I thought it was very big of him to keep it to himself and keep it between them. Yeah. And especially for someone who, from the last episode when he missed out on the time with her and I thought, oh, well, clearly he's never seen the show before because he was totally being set up to not get the time to, you know, if he hasn't seen the show, he certainly acted like a pro this time around because the last thing you want to do is put a bigger target on your back, especially when you see other guys squabbling. You just want to let them sort of suck up all the oxygen in the room and do your own thing. And, you know, almost every time the people who quote unquote win are the ones who stay out of the fray and just do their own thing quietly. Yeah. And 
Ben did that perfectly because if he would have come back or the next morning or whatever and said like, yeah, we had this great time. We had champagne. All of a sudden, I think a lot of the attention would have been like, okay, Noah, stay over there. We need to talk about this. You did yeah. what now? And then it yeah. would have been a whole thing about how you, sh- you know, disrespecting blah, blah, blah. You can't be doing that. Yeah. And I thought he was going to turn into this, like, you know, because that episode that he didn't, you know, get time with her that night, he kind of turned into like this whiny guy who was just like, like you said, never seen the show. And he was just like, I wanted that. I wanted to be last with her. I wanted like more time. And she kind of whined that entire episode. And then, but he definitely redeemed himself with the not telling the other guys. It was a good move for him. Yeah. And whether he meant to or not, again, I'm very curious once this is all over for him to, to talk about how much of the show he's seen before, because, um, you know, we've talked about it a bit that it's usually pretty clear who knows what the show is about and who doesn't, because, uh, some people make very, uh, very simple mistakes, you know, sort of, uh, those self owns where, you know, things are going well and then they just, you know, like rookie mistake you just you, you had to mess it up yep um and speaking of messing things up i think that's a good transition <laughs> i was gonna say or you could be like noah <laughs> <laughs> who continues to sort of have light shine on him like oh great he's in a, this wonderful position and then all he does is instead of what a lot of people do which is drop the grenade and run mm-hmm. he like pulls the pin and holds on to it uh, you know, drops it at his feet and is like, I'm part of this explosion. <laughs> he like, he definitely wants to be in it and he doesn't care who knows that he said something and he's like proud that he said something. Um, but Tasia was not having it. But unfortunately, the anger wasn't towards Noah. <laughs> it was towards everyone else. Yeah. And I'm thinking we're going to get it more towards him. And it's it's just, it's, it's tough because he... And we, we went over this last week, but he wasn't in the wrong. Like this all started from him doing things the right way and he was in a good spot. So awesome. But then out of nowhere to have to be like, well, guess I'm just going to have to tell her that things aren't going well in the house, but I can't just say they don't like me. So I'm going to say they're questioning her integrity, which isn't completely untrue. Yeah, but it's not completely true either. Correct. And because then Bennett, who apparently also can't take softballs, is just constantly blowing things up where we never said that. No, no, none of us ever said that. Where were you when we said this? Who was there? Who heard it? But then in the same breath, we'll say there's 0% chance that she's ending up with you. And we're like, wait, so that's pretty much what he said is that she wasn't yeah. actually interested in him and he was, you know, was only getting the rose. Yeah. To, he was to kind scr- of digging himself into a hole that Noah had dug. <laughs> right. And it's just, it was, and so I, you know, we're looking like it's probably going to be some sort of two on one next week. Um, and at this point I, and I, I think Bennett is a great character and he went from like looking to be a villain to, I think usually when Noah's not involved, a lot of fun. But if this is just going to be his thing where he's just going to blow up at, at nothingness and blowing things out of proportion where you have this kid like Noah who wants to poke the bear 
and if you just ignored him, he'd sort of go away. Mm-hmm. Then, I, like, just I hope she pulls a you know a forget about two on one. It's like zero and yeah. goodbye. You, you can both leave. Yeah, and honestly, Spencer got another week off of everyone. Seriously, like everyone forgot that they still don't like Spencer in the house, and he wasn't <laughs> even on like anything this week. Like he said that he did like one in the moment towards the end. And I'm like, Oh my God, I forgot about Spencer. He's just coasting along. (laughs) Realizing like until someone realizes that, Oh yeah, we didn't like you. (laughs) Well, and maybe this is again, somebody who did watch the show because at the very beginning, he, the first thing he said ever. And when he's like, Oh, who, who drove Claire away and everyone hated him. And then it was, Oh, Okay. Maybe I'm better off not, you know, stirring the pot. Yeah. Because well, we haven't heard like, boo from him. He makes it further because now producers are like, like, oh, wait, we don't really want him to be the villain anymore. Like, we need to focus on someone else because, you know, Spencer does this in a couple episodes or at the end or something crazy. Maybe they're just trying to steer away from him to make him look a little bit better. I don't know. Yeah, we've yet to get a true villain for many of these episodes, you know, they've tried, what are we up to like four now? I think people that they were setting well, like up. Last, last week it was so, it was so focused on like Chasen and Ed. And then we didn't, we barely even saw Chasen this week. I mean, until the end, spoiler alert. <laughs> but like, and then we saw Ed, but it was nothing like no negativity around it like it was just the whole chris harrison thing so it's kind of like you never know who's going to be the villain until you watch the show yeah and right and so it's i mean i guess you can say it's no at this point but then it's not really helping the case any because like i said he's just totally taking something and just blowing it out of proportion where now it's noah that's what i would say yeah, because we're supposed to get this this cocktail party, and I'm thinking, well, there's no way we're getting to a rose ceremony because we only have enough time for a cocktail party. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Noah is one of the first people to talk to her and tells Tasha about allegedly the things that the guys are saying, where he's saying, you know, I don't mind that they're, you know, saying things about me. Meanwhile, he's in his in the moment being like, it's really getting to me. And then tries to turn around that saying they're questioning her judgment and then sort of, you know, with the, the wry smile on his face as she, right after she cancels the rest of the cocktail party and like, wait, who talked to her last? <laughs> wait for it. That needs to be like a gif or a gif, <laughs> whatever. Like, of just him, like, he like looks, or looks directly at the guys and he's like, I did. <laughs> It was like the the most dramatic moment of the whole episode. <laughs> you know, he and loved it too. He was loving it. He was like, it was me. Like he, it wasn't like, oh, I don't know who said something. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not here to tell on the guys, but that's exactly actually. That's exactly what you, what you just did. Yeah, um, and you know, perfect example of just somebody who, you know, just unnecessarily hurt himself because. He, he did exactly what he wanted her to do by being bold and stepping out. And it was sort of a, the other guys put the, the target on his back. Mm-hmm. And if he would have just shut up, 
all good. He, he's yeah. got the rose. He's ready to roll. If they want to throw things at him, just smile and wave, you know, smile and wave, boys. It's all good. Yeah. But he just couldn't help himself. No. He's definitely seen the show before, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't want to sound like Bennett. Um, one of the multiple times I don't want to sound like Bennett. But how he's, you know, there's no way you're going to win. Well, if Noah actually does know that there's no way they're ending up together, then why not do a better version of, and by better, I mean, you get to stick around, better version of, you know, I expect more out of the oldest bachelorette instead of on the way out. Why not just cause him hell while you're there and say, listen, I know I'm best suited in in paradise and we're just going to, we're going to burn this to the ground until, you know, until I'm gone. I just need that influencer money. (laughs) <laughs> Seriously, I just want to I want to sell some tummy tea and yeah. I'm just I want to get to paradise and hang out with Wells and in the meantime, why don't I make life miserable for everybody that's still here? Yeah. Good. And morning. right. And um oh the other thing about Bennett before we get to those that we had to say goodbye to um because he can't have any segment, you know, we almost made an entire episode without him mentioning the H word. Uh, when he's on the group date, the the musical portion, he had to say like, "I didn't take any music classes at Harvard." Clearly, <laughs> clearly, I just like to point out, much to my parents' chagrin, um, I took guitar oh. at Quinnipiac. It was a three credit course, Whoa. and I took them twice: guitar one and guitar two. Six six credits, baby. All guitar. And are you definitely. a guitar player? I am. Um, but definitely not Harvard, which I'm proud of, by the way. So take that, Ivy League. Take that, Bennett. <laughs> um, but Bennett did make the cut. Um, but who did we say goodbye to? We said goodbye to Chasten, Kenny, Jordan, and Joe. Joe surprised me the most. I- me too. I'm actually really sad about Joe because he was, it, it was funny because, um, as you know, like we take notes during this and like halfway through, I literally wrote in caps, we need more Joe <laughs> and Joe went home. <laughs> well, because the only times we've ever seen him, it seems like they were having these like cute moments. Yeah. And he's, he's always just like, sitting there with a smile on his face and he's just like he just like looked like he loved his time there he wasn't even he wasn't in a lot of drama he was just like happy to be there and um you know i get photos from abc for you know when we put the podcast up and the last episode there were all these different pictures from the um the cocktail party and one of them was Joe with a guitar playing a song for Tasha, And that clearly never made the episode. Mm-mm. But it's like, this is a dude that's actually playing an instrument. Now you know why he wasn't on the group date, because he would have actually, you know, yeah. maybe had a, a song that no sounded like a song. Positions on that date at all. We had no chance. Um, <laughs> right. And so... It's just incredible that clearly this was this kind of cool moment, and I mean maybe the song sucked, but whatever. Um, that just never made the show, and so I don't know if because they did know he was leaving in a week, they didn't want to waste the the time. But it's just a, I think he was the one that 
you know, got sold the shortest. Yeah, definitely. I was definitely okay with chasing going. Um, yeah. After all that stuff last week, they never brought up smoke show again though. So that was, they missed that opportunity. Um, and then, I mean, Jordan seemed nice, but he, he was really like, he was definitely a wallflower. Like he definitely didn't get himself into any situation. Like seemed like he didn't really, I don't want to say didn't care to be there, but like he was just there. Um, yeah. I mean, cause he's probably the best looking of the four. I mean, yeah. And then I, think. I was, I was okay for Kenny leaving. No yeah. Kenny, but yeah. So everyone except for Joe. Yeah. That was a bummer. And then next week, Noah versus Bennett is continued. We think it's a two on one. Um, they're certainly together. Um, and we bring up a greatest hit from Bachelor Nation history, and that's emotional intelligence. We haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, and um, so I don't know if that's um, if that's again Bennett just trying to flex his Harvard muscles, and that comes Probably. out because if you went to Harvard, you would have emotional intelligence or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely um, how it come out, comes about. So fingers crossed that they just both go at this point. Um, and again, as much as Bennett's been fun, if it's, I can't have the yeah, three-year-old. Like if you're going to be fun, be fun, but don't be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, that's really the, should be like everybody. You got, you got annoying with Noah. Like just be there for your Harvard common, like commentary, ugh, commentary and just, just be lighthearted about things. Don't get into all these annoying fights. Amen. But we're down to 12 guys, so we're, we're getting there. I know. It's good. Thank God we had – thank God Tasia came in. Yeah, oh, my God. I savior. I imagine still talking about Claire. <laughs> the ultimate Bachelor Nation savior. I think she's been amazing. And, uh, you know, a couple of people had pointed out last night that, like, she's so good that – it makes the producers look that much worse for like, oh, you went with Claire over her. And again, I was excited about Claire at the beginning too. Right. But then when seeing how good things have gone, like, yeah, like ooh, this is what you could have had from the beginning. Good job for getting her here, but maybe should have just gone with her originally. But do more research first. <laughs> other than, and I'm sure we'll lead with this, but um, other than dancing related items, yes. are there any Bachelor Nation news? Yes. Um, well, that was a good segue in. Caitlin won Dancing with the Stars this week. Um, yeah, girl. He definitely credits Bachelor Nation to sending in those votes, which once you're in Bachelor Nation and you're a positive person in Bachelor Nation, you uh, you have a good backing pretty much. Yeah, and I didn't even know the the people, the one person that she beat, not obviously not Nelly, but the other person. Please. Yeah, who is that? I don't even know. That's the guy from Catfish. The, sure. He's, okay. He's the, he's the host of Catfish. So apparently he was complaining about how, like, oh, it's just a popularity contest. I'm like, end? Like, Did you not well, know of course. That? <laughs> Did you think it was a dancing competition? This is this is the Olympics. Like, they're literally having people text and call to to vote. Like, yeah. do you know? You waiting for the German, <laughs> like the yeah, the German judge to give you a ten? I mean, yeah. Like, but yeah, of course did, it's a popular. <laughs> he and he and Caitlin, I don't know if you saw the video, Instagram video. Um, 
he and Caitlin did have a good, a funny video together. They must have had like some sort of a bet going on. Like if he won, he would have to say that, I don't know, something like she's the best or something. It was a, it was a um, Instagram video that they did together, um, which was pretty, which was pretty funny. And it's obviously they're both on good terms and they loved being on the season together. So it's definitely no hard feelings. And I don't know if you saw, um, we posted it that night, but Jason's reaction when he found out Caitlin won, which was awesome. And I'm so glad he thought to record that. So that good. Cool. And it, you know, yeah, go to at Bachelor Podcast on Instagram and you'll see it. It was the reaction that you would hope everybody in your life would have. Yeah, like uh, talk when about you... a supportive boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, not even just that, but every week he was, like, just soliciting, you know, for for people to vote for her and just so supportive and cheering her on in, in every single thing that she did. So, I actually, I, I mean, I'm sad for her and, and Sean, but her and Jason, is that's a good couple. Yeah, I wasn't totally sold from the beginning there, but, yeah, A-plus on both sides. Yeah, definitely a good relationship. Apparently, everyone, uh, we all thought that Chris Souls and Victoria F. broke up, um, but apparently they're still kind of working oh. on their relationship, according, oh, why? To, according to Chris, at least. Why, 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 why? That's the update on that, which that's just not a relationship I would ever put together. Um, Thumbs down. Yeah. We got our first look at Matt James as Bachelor. Which I still haven't watched the long, the, the full preview yet. Yeah, I just saw the first preview that they, I think it was like the last commercial break last night. Um, or even after, I can't remember when it was. But looks like we're in for for a good season. He's rocking the tux, which I really dig. Yeah, and lots of lots of shirtless Dude, I would. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I would never wear a shirt. Yeah. Seriously. Never. And we're gonna get Tyler C in there at some point. Oh well, of course. I mean, they're beyond BFFs. I think it's just funny that like no one no no one really knows who Matt James is, and like he was just a random contestant, like ready to go, ready to be there for Claire, and then they were like, "Oh, just kidding." You're friends with Tyler. You're coming with me. You're like, You're okay, guys. The lead. Cards on the table. We always were going to cast this dude. We were putting him on the show on The Bachelorette just so we could make him The Bachelor. Yeah. Let's yeah, just skip that like step. you like it or not, you're actually going to be the lead in The Bachelor. <laughs> um, and then Chris Harrison came out and said that Bachelor in Paradise is coming back. But the sad part is, is that there are so many good people that they have that they want to cast for it and they can't have that many people. Um, so a lot of good people he said are going to be left out and they're just going to have to cast. They didn't say how many people. Um, Cause obviously it with COVID still, and they don't know when they're going to start filming either, but a lot of good people are going to be left out because they have so many um, options, I guess. I don't really know how many options. <laughs> Like, who, who are all these people she's talking about? But, um, yeah, I guess we'll see when that comes back. But 
they are planning on coming back. They just don't know when and how many people. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Down to 12. We're going to be talking about hometowns in no time. Yep. Are they going to do hometowns, though? That's a great point. I'm assuming it's going to be like... Zoom. Imagine. Either on Zoom or they... You know, they bring people down five days before and they maybe get mom and dad some COVID tests and do it that way. But I'm sure they'll, like myself, just muscle memory, will still call them hometowns. Yes. Um, can't exist. Maybe they'll throw the, the Oculus goggles on and be like, we'll take you down Main Street. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what they what they do with that. In the meantime, we wait to see what's hopefully the finale of Bennett versus Noah next week. At least the finale of Noah. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll be back next week. You can find us uh, on all socials at Bachelor Podcast. Katie, thank you as always. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 